Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 76. So today we're going to be looking at the easiest way to dramatically reduce your food waste. Um, So long title, but basically, yeah, talking about food waste, some practical steps on how to cut back. But before we get to that, the best bite I had this week actually was inspired by one of my students. And it was a lunch that I made and using yogurt as a sauce. And then also pesto drizzled over it. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a really good combo. Why haven't I thought of that before? So I made it, um, I call it an abundance bowl for lunch during the week. And so I had like just shredded greens from the garden, then like some canned tuna and then like a heap of Greek yogurt on top and then the pesto. And it was just so beautiful. I think I put some almonds on it or maybe some pine nuts. I can't remember. There was something for crunch as well. Yeah, but it was just like the combo of the creamy yogurt and the like the intensity of the pesto was just so delicious. So note to self that that's a really good combination of flavors. So plan for today is, first of all, I thought I'd just share the story behind how I discovered this secret and why I wanted to do an episode on food waste. Then we'll look at like why we want to reduce food waste. Like why is it something that's good to do? And then we'll look at the actual how-to of reducing food waste in a really easy way. And then I've got a couple of bonus tips to share for you. So the story behind this is basically like there's a lot of attention in the media, and which I, I think is a really great thing about you know reducing food waste and a lot of food writers talking about it. And I think like it's a, just a, a topic that's on our minds. And like I have heard the stats about how much food gets wasted and it is ridiculous. Like as we're growing as a global population, how do we feed that? I think one of the easiest things is you know, the less food we waste that's a really nice way to solve that problem. And the other thing is like just that I've really noticed in you know, the last couple of months working with people in um, Joyful Cooking, the first thing they comment on is, oh my goodness, I can't believe I made this. It's so delicious. <laughs> and they're really surprising themselves with how like actually easy it is to make things taste good. But then the second thing is, wow, I'm really like cutting back on my food waste. Like I used to, there used to be so much more that I would throw out because I just didn't get, I'd buy stuff and then I wouldn't end up cooking it. And I was like, wow. So this, it really is making an impact in their lives on how much food they're actually wasting and how much they're enjoying cooking as well, which is always, you know, brings joy to my heart. So I thought it'd be good to do a, a podcast episode on this. So why do we want to reduce food waste? Well, basically gets rid of that guilt, like, because it doesn't ever feel good to be throwing out food when you go, oh, that could have been avoided. Like when you forget about something in the fridge and then it turns up all moldy and you're cleaning out the produce drawer, like it's just not a nice feeling. Um, So of course, like we want to get rid of that guilt. Other reason, of course, is so if we're using, actually using what we buy, then we're reducing our food costs, which as things are going up at the moment, like that's a really important thing to consider. And then like bringing more joy into the world, like when you use something that would have otherwise gone to waste, like that just feels really good. And then you feeling good brings more joy to other people. Also like, you know, this whole, how are we going to feed the global population? Like, you know, that's us helping to contribute in a really positive and concrete way, like by us using what we have so we're buying less stuff, like that's 
a really positive step towards that. And also, like, of course, the other thing is like that if you are cooking what you have and you are using that produce that you buy, then if you are cooking for yourself more, then you're taking better care of yourself, which in turn like leads into that positive spiral of feeling better about yourself, having like more energy, more vitality, like getting better sleep, like all those things that come from when we're eating, enjoying more home-cooked meals. So there's like so much to this. (laughs) So how do we go about actually the, the nuts and bolts of reducing food waste? And I think the number one thing is to stop relying on complicated recipes to cook because that's I think the biggest culprit is that we buy things that not necessarily having some, a, a use for them in mind or we buy things for a particular recipe and then of course something happens and we don't cook that and then it, we don't have another way to use it and so it goes up. So what we want to do instead of relying on recipes is actually build a repertoire of like what I call like flexible, like muscle, I call them muscle memory meals. So they're go-to things that you can cook, but they're flexible. So you you know how to how to make these, but you also know how to adapt them to whatever you have. So if you've got fennel you know, or some cabbage, say, that you can use, how you can use that in a meal. So rather than going recipe ingredients, you look at your ingredients first and then okay, you'll be able to go, oh, okay, well, I've got this. I know what I could do with it. So having that that repertoire that you're like of go-to meals that are just in your memory, like the, I call them muscle memory because you don't have to look anything up. Like you just know, okay, I can do this. I can pull this together. And that just gives you that confidence to actually look in the fridge and see what you've got and actually do this thing of using what you have so that you're not wasting things. The other piece to the puzzle of this is learning the art of substitution so that when you are cooking something and you like, okay, well, I don't have that particular ingredient that rather than like rushing out to the store to get some, get it or you know, giving up and calling for a pizza instead, like learning the art of substitution so that you can figure out an alternative plan with what you have. And that is a big skill that I'm huge on and that I, I teach my, my students as well. So it's really these two key things of like, like just having those muscle memory meals that you can pull together. So like, you know, knowing, okay, oh, okay, I'm going to make a curry. So this is what I would need to for a curry. Or I'm going to um, just something quick I can just chuck in the oven. Like, so I call those oven suppers. So things like that, or, you know, I want to make a stir fry. So you've just got these ideas in your, in your head and they're in your brain. So you don't have to look anything up. Like there's not that hurdle of having to go search and spend like hours going down rabbit holes of trying to find a recipe that has all the ingredients that you have you have that flexibility to like freestyle it basically. Um, And that's where you like, you go, okay. And you start with, okay, what ingredients do I have? And then you're able to make something from those ingredients. And it just feels so good when you are able to do that. So that's basically the how-to. It's like switching it around. So stopping relying on recipes and, and doing it the other way instead. So looking at what you've got and then cooking from cooking with that instead. And the cool thing is that then you've got little bits of leftovers and weird things that we, you know, a recipe wouldn't really call for. You'll know which of those you can use and when, and you'll be able to pull together those little pieces, bits and pieces won't get wasted either. So that's basically the how to, and it's not as hard as you think, I guess is the other message I want to leave you with. Like, and in terms of bonus tips, like the biggest bonus tip I have for reducing waste is actually looking in your fridge and freezer on a regular basis. Like 
I do not not the freezer every day, but I try and look in actually look in the whole fridge and see what I actually do I have every day or at least every second day. So I know, oh yeah, I've got that bubble fennel that I forgot about, or I've got that cabbage or whatever it is that those herbs. Um, so actually looking in the fridge so you've got in your mind is really a, a good thing because it's so easy to forget what we have. And then if you notice something that needs eating up, like whether it's whatever it is, I always move it to, like when I see something, I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting about that. I need to make sure we use it. I move it into a prominent place in the fridge. So when I open the fridge door, I see it <laughs> straight away. And that reminds me. And I also do that with pantry ingredients. Like I bought some um, malt vinegar ages ago and I like don't normally keep that in the house and I just keep forgetting to use it. So I've actually got it out on the kitchen counter now so that I remember to to use it. And I still haven't used it, so I need to <laughs> need to get onto that. Um, but yeah, keeping things in a prominent place is is really important. And the other thing for reducing other ways to reduce food waste is learning how to store for maximum shelf life. So that can make a huge impact on your on your produce. If you store things correctly, they can last you know, double the time that they would last if you just chuck them in the fridge randomly. And basically, like bonus tip here is, so the biggest thing with refrigerator is that the air is very dry just from the whole process of the cooling mechanism. And so produce uh, you know, contains a lot of moisture. So it, things wilt and go bad because they're getting dehydrated. So what you want to do is rather than just chuck them in the chiller section, I actually store things in plastic bags, which I pr there's probably a better solution that doesn't involve plastic. But you know, at the moment, that's what I use. I haven't gone looking for other options. But yeah, like, so if I've got a cauliflower, I'll just put that in a plastic bag and then put it in the chiller section or broccoli or, and herbs in particular, like I've had herbs where I've just, you know, whatever package, like, you know, how they come just wrapped in that covered. Um, so if you just chuck them in the fridge in that sleeve, like they'll wilt in a couple of days. Whereas if you actually wrap them in paper towel and put them in a Ziploc bag or a plastic bag that's sealed up, then they can last for twice the time. Like I've got some dill in the fridge that it's actually like two and a half weeks old. It's starting to, I really need to use it today. Um, but that does make a significant difference. So learning to just taking that time when you are storing to store correctly, that gives you a bigger, maximizes the shelf life. So it gives you a bigger window in which to play with before stuff goes starts going bad. And then the other bonus tip I have for you is to like choose longer lasting produce. So if you buy like a lettuce, like, or fresh herbs, like they will even like in terms of the herbs, like basil tends to go bad really quickly. Whereas parsley or dill can last in the fridge for weeks. Like literally I've had both of those in the fridge for weeks. So just when you are shopping, just keeping them in mind, or this will last a long time. So I can, you know, I mean, more time is a helpful frame rather than just, um, just buying everything that's going to only going to last for a couple of days. And like things like washed salad leaves, they're like, you know, you want to be careful. I think they're like one of the most, most wasted things. So you want to be careful with those. And once you open the packet, they go bad really quickly. So if you're not going to use it all for whatever meal, make sure you make a note, like put it somewhere prominent so that you're going to use it like for your next meal so that it doesn't get wasted. Whereas like a coleslaw mix, so like, you know, shaved cabbage will last for significantly longer. So 
you, you can mix it up. Choosing the types of produce that last longer is also helpful. Like I've had cabbages in my fridge, like a whole cabbage. I'm sure it was there for like six weeks. Like easily things will last for a really long time. And like cauliflower is a really good one as well. Whereas broccoli, you know, it, it'll be there for, okay for a week, but then it'll start to get a bit blur. Um, and I guess the other thing is like where you buy your ingredients from also makes a big difference. So if you're getting, I find if I get stuff, you know, from the from the farmer's market, it will last a lot longer than if I'm getting stuff from the like you know, dodgy supermarket. So that's an, that's another bonus tip as well. So there's a lot in this for you. Um, so let's just wrap it up. So basically the way to reduce food waste is to learn to cook with what you have rather than starting with recipes. And if you're thinking, yeah, this sounds great, Jules, you know, I'd love to cut back on my food waste, but I'd never actually be able to cook without recipes. And, you know, I'm not that creative. Then I strongly encourage you to join me in Joyful Cooking in 90 Days. So it's my group coaching program where I help you learn to cook without recipes. And actually we build these muscle memories. Like I teach you some really simple muscle memory meals and we do it one step at a time I break it down for you so it's really easy to understand and really easy to actually get into the kitchen. It's very practical, like it's easy to get into the kitchen and actually do it. Um, so, and I've worked with people who've like been completely shocked at how like they've gone from not being able to cook on their own to like really enjoying it and really making stuff that they're really proud of. It's so, so fun. So yeah, I strongly encourage you, even if you do have these doubts in the back of your mind, to just come and give it a go. And I do have a like a money back guarantee. So if you're you're not 100% happy, like I'd be happy to refund you. But it is it is really fun and it's really amazing the results that people get when they just are willing to try. So yes, I would love you to join me. Um, and yeah, for more details about that, just um, see the link in the show notes or if you Google stone soup and click on the joyful cooking tab, you'll find it. Yeah, it's so, so fun. And yeah, I would love to help you get to be someone who's not wasting food, who's feeling excited about hanging out in the kitchen and having that good feeling that comes from actually using the things that you buy. Okay, have a beautiful week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.